How's it going, guys? It is 8.33 p.m. 16th of May here in Japan. We have a medium difficulty question for pulmonary step one internal medicine surgery 2CK. Before we start, please subscribe to my channel. Really appreciate it. Give it a like. Really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram, Melman underscore medical, MEHLMAN underscore medical. Links down below. I mean, Telegram links to the Telegram group and channel are down below. Let's start the clip. 59 year old man, six month history, progressively worsening dry cough. Vitals are normal. Auscultation of the chest shows fine wheezes bilaterally and allowed P2. Jugular venous pulsations are three centimeters above the costal margin. Chest x-ray shows reticular nodular pattern, which the following is most likely diagnosis. So various uh, findings here, which I'll talk about as we move through the question. Choice A, corpulmonal, wrong fucking answer. Now, the definition of corpulmonal is right heart failure slash right heart decompensation secondary to a pulmonary cause. Your left heart must be normal. So for example, COPD due to smoking, cystic fibrosis, pulmonary fibrosis, whatever the cause originating in the lungs, if you get evidence of right heart failure, we now call that corpulmonal. So let's look at the vignette here. Jugular venous pulsations are three centimeters above the costal margin. This is normal. Okay, so some of you are like, oh, I thought that was JVD, jugular venous distension. No, this is normal. And I did this because this is what NBME will do. So some students think that the fact that they mentioned three centimeters, no, that's normal, okay? So if we had JVD, peripheral edema, okay, paraspinomegaly, right heart failure findings uh, in the setting of uh, pulmonary disease, then that's corpulmonal. But we don't have evidence of right heart failure here. A loud P2 in and of itself is not uh, corpulmonal. Wrong fucking answer. Choice B, cryptogenic organizing pneumonia, a.k.a. Uh, bronchia, bronchiolitis obliterans organizing pneumonia, wrong fucking answer. So as I've talked about in my prior content, when you don't know an answer, don't choose weird sounding shit, okay? I don't think I've ever seen this as an actual correct answer on any NBME assessment. I've seen it float around as an incorrect slash distractor answer, sure, but in theory, this is just going to be a patient where it sounds like a pneumonia, okay? They can get fever. They can just have an ongoing uh, chest-like infection appearance on x-ray, maybe a lobar infiltrate, etc. And it has no response to antibiotics, okay? That's part of the history. Uh, multiple uh, courses of antibiotics uh, don't ameliorate the condition, don't mitigate it. So that's in theory what COP or BOOP is. Wrong fucking answer. Choice C, interstitial pneumonia, wrong fucking answer. So just another name for atypical pneumonia, e.g. mycoplasma, legionella, chlamydia, or viral, right? So we just have too much going on in this question here. If they just gave you a 24-year-old dude who uh, he went hiking eight hours yesterday, so walking pneumonia, right? He's otherwise healthy, and he's got a, a low-grade fever, 100.5 Fahrenheit, and then that, the chest x-ray shows bilateral interstitial infiltrates. That's mycoplasma, right? And you can sometimes get a low hemoglobin due to cold autoimmune hemolytic anemia. Mycoplasma can cause cold agglutinins. Wrong fucking answer. Choice D, sarcoidosis. Wrong fucking answer. So, I mean, age range, slightly older for sarcoidosis. 20, 20s to 40s, African-American female, very buzzy. Of course, and that need not be the case, but it's, it's buzzy. And... Chest x-ray would show bihilar lymphadenopathy. Okay, that's very buzzy. They can sometimes obfuscate it slightly, say uh, 
chest x-ray shows uh, bihylar nodularity, OMG, okay? But you can sometimes get a fever with it, erythema nodosum, redness of the shins, paniculitis, inflammation, subcutaneous fat. And obviously sarcoidosis, uh, for you guys studying for step one, you need to know that hypercalcemia that you see is due to non-caseating granulomas within pulmonary parenchyma, secreting 1-alpha-hydroxylase, increased 125, D3 synthesis, increased small bowel absorption of calcium. Wrong fucking answer. Choice Z, usual interstitial pneumonitis, UIP. Correct answer. Now, if you followed my content, you've gone through my YouTube playlist here, I've harped on this. Not a big deal, okay? This is another name for idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Holy shit. It's not me being an asshole. This is on the NBME exam. Throw students for a curveball. They haven't heard it. Just, they haven't heard of UIP before. You look up the Wikipedia article on this, they'll talk about like 50 different conditions and theory this could refer to. But what US Simile wants you to know is that when you just see this in isolation, you need to think of it as synonymous with just idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, okay? Which is the answer here. Now, this chest x-ray finding of a reticulonodular pattern is extremely buzzy, extremely buzzy in past level. Okay, I said it's a medium difficulty question, but this descriptor right here, a reticular pattern on chest x-ray, reticulonodular pattern, that means honeycombing, okay, which means uh, pulmonary fibrosis, all right? So don't confuse tangential, don't confuse with reticulogranular, which can be seen in NRDS in premature neonates. But reticulonodular, reticular, uh, or just reticular, is going to be honeycombing for pulmonary fibrosis. Loud P2 just means pulmonary hypertension. Uh, one or two clips ago here on my YouTube, actually, uh, I made a clip saying about how loud P2, loud pulmonic component of S2, and tricuspid regurge, okay, those are the two main findings they want you to know for your simile that mean pulmonary hypertension. So this just means pulmonary hypertension, loud P2. US simile can just say loud S2. There's really no loud A2 on US simile. It's just loud P2. They can say loud S2. It means the same thing. Loud pulmonic component S2 or holosystolic murmur that increases with inspiration is tricuspid regurge. And then the auscultation of the chest. I've seen numerous findings, miscellaneous wheezes. I've seen crackles as well, which is slightly audacious because that can sound like pulmonary edema. But this question here is... Uh, very buzzy, just the reticulonodular pattern, as I said, and then we've got evidence of pulmonary hypertension, but no overt core pulmonale yet. U.S. simply wants you to know that idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, it's going to be a patient over the age of 50 with a 6 to 12 month history of a dry cough. You know the deal. I'm going to make more content. I feel like my stuff, subscribe my channel. Appreciate your time. That's it.